Being a mother is learning about strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you didn't know existed. Linda Wooten. Hey, welcome to Ani CC Talks About It. I'm Ani CC. Join me to hear about my crazy and not so crazy thoughts and stories. You know, the type of stuff that pops in my head out of the blue. And I've even got some of those it wasn't funny then moments. We're going to laugh together. We might even cry together. Ani CC Talks About It starts now. Hello, Pod Squad. Happy early Mother's Day. Children um, don't come with an instruction manual. Everything we do in raising our children is truly through trial and error, some prayers, honey, reading some books, and some help from our from the grandparents, aunties, uncles, the teacher, your friends who have kids, your friends who don't have kids, and the neighbors too. Um, In the end, we hope they know how much we love them and the sacrifices we are making to make sure sure of their safety and their happiness. And when children are babies, we often say we can't wait for them to start talking and walking. And then they start walking and talking and they get into everything and they talk about everything all the time. And then we wish they were babies again. Uh, They continue to grow and they become tweens and teens. And we say, oh my gosh, where did the time go? You're growing up so fast. You blink your eyes again and they are going off to college. And before you know it, um, they are finished with college and they go out into this big mean world looking for their career and um, starting starting to become an adult. They start adulting and you realize you worry about them now more as adults than you did when they were younger. Or is it just me? I mean, Man, it, it's it's hard. So welcome to being a mom. Uh, was my mother a perfect mother? No. Was she horrible? Not by any means. Um, my mother had her struggles in life, and she did the best she knew how to do with what she had. And I can't get mad at that because I, too, have had my struggles in life. And I did the best that I could with what I had for my own children. My mother, well, she, my mother loved the holidays, especially Christmas. She was great on the grill in the summer. Man, I loved her barbecue. She was awesome. Um, My mother made the best oatmeal. I don't think anybody's oatmeal tastes like my mother's. And I don't really eat oatmeal anymore. I try to, but it just doesn't taste like my mom's. And sweet potato pies. My mother made the best sweet potato pies. She made the best dressing. Um, she made buttermilk buttermilk biscuits. Um, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> My mother made buttermilk biscuits um, by uh, scratch. And it was so awesome to watch her make it. She made it look so simple and so easy. Um, her ham, when I ate ham, was very good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, her greens, potato salad, fried fish, fried chicken, 
everything that my mother made, pretty much. I could go on and on and on about everything my mother cooked. And she was an awesome cook. Basically, she made the best everything when she cooked. There wasn't much I didn't like that she cooked. Um, I think in many ways, uh, that's how she showed her love was through her cooking and the enjoyment she got from watching people enjoy the food she made. And I understand that feeling. Um, I feel that way when I when I bake stuff for people. Um, so when you don't have much, sometimes all you can do is offer food as a gift. And um, my mother, that's what she did. Um, my mother didn't take no mess, though, from anybody. Nobody. Um, she kept us kids in line. There were eight of us. And honey, she kept us in line. You are not going to get out of place with her. And um, Lord, she kept a clean house. My mother would wash the wa- wash the paint off the walls. We washed those walls so much. It was expected that every Saturday we were going to get up and we were going to clean all day long. And if you wanted to go outside, you better make sure you finished all the chores for the day or you were not going outside. Um, she kept a clean house and she expected us to keep it that way as well. And you better believe we did. We were not getting out of line with Doris. And I miss my mother. If I could talk to anybody who's not here I would like to talk to my mother and talk to her about who she wanted to be, where she wanted to go, what dreams and aspirations she may have had, where she wanted to travel. Um, I, I, I listen to a lot of my friends who talk about road trips with their moms or trips they're going to go on to go see their mom. And I wish that I had that ability to, oh, don't get emotional, to go see my mom. I miss her. Anyway, whew, we're going to move on from that. Um, but I, I love my mother and I wish that she was here and that she could meet um, all of the grandchildren that have come since she passed away and that she could meet my kids and my grandkids and um, some of her great-great-grandkids and great-grandchildren. Whew, man. Mother's Day does this to me all the time. Well, my mother's birthday does it to me too and Christmas because she loved Christmas. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I have shared in the past on social media why I am grateful for the littles that made me a mom. But I feel the need to share again, especially because it's Mother's Day on the horizon. Mother's Day is coming on Sunday. Um, my littles are grown now, but they are still the only people in the world that know what my heart sounds like from the inside. Um, and I make sure to remind them of that. Um, I have three children. My daughter is the oldest, and I have two sons. Um, so I am grateful for my daughter, Brianna, um, for being my uh, co-star in my first love story between a mother and her child, um, for showing me how to openly love. 
she taught me to say the words, I love you. And when she was a little toddler, uh, she held my face in her little hands one day and she would look into my eyes and say, I yub you, mommy. And she kept saying it um, until I said it back to her. I don't, I'm pretty sure I never even said I love you before that to my husband. Um, we didn't really, I didn't really grow up in a household where we said I love you to each other. That happened later on as we became adults and closer around the time that my mother was sick. We, we said it a lot then, but growing up, we really didn't say I love you around the house. And so it was, you know, kind of foreign to me. Um, and this little person, though, put her little hands around my face and said it, and she was not going to stop saying it until I said it back to her. And so I said it back to her, and it just became uh, less of an unusual thing to say. So I said, I love you to my children all the time. And um, it has been a joy watching um, watching you, Brianna, grow up from a little girl to a woman and owning your own independence and the need to do things your own way in your life. It has been a joy watching you set boundaries for how people interact with you and your family. Um, you truly live up to the meaning of your full name, Strong Lioness from the House of God. Um, Brianna, I love you. You are more than wonderful, more than amazing, irreplaceable love of my life. Um, you're supposed to hear that like how Brian McKnight sings it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I am grateful for my son, Brian, for being the co-star, being a co-star in my love story between a mother and her firstborn son. You were sent to me to show me what unconditional love looks like. Your love for me has never wavered from um, the baby I had to literally strap to my body mm -hmm, so I could get things done during the day to the youngest, to the young man that you are today, unbothered and never giving two ducks about anything. And for those of you who know my Brian, you know that she replaced the D with an F, and there you go. I enjoy uh, our love of food, um, you and I, but I really share that love of food with all three of my kids. <laughs> Your hands and eyes and mind are blessed to work together to create wonderful works of art. You are truly a genius in art. Brian, I love you. You, are, loving you is like food to my soul. You're supposed to hear that, like how boys to men sing it. Whew. I am grateful for my son, Brandon, the most unique co-star in my mother and child love story trilogy. The last child, the third born, the youngest child, but not the baby. Self-described when someone referred to him as the baby. My um, easy breezy 
beautiful baby boy was born with the special independent spirit. Um, the older you got, Brandon, the more fiercely independent you became. And you still are that way. You came to teach and show me so many things, like um, accepting challenges as they come and facing them head on. Lessons I learned through challenges you presented to me in those younger years of raising you. Mm -hmm. And the joys of learning through a child's eye. I was in awe as you, at age one, took the alphabet magnets off the fridge, put them back uh, on the fridge in random order, announcing um, each letter, uh, or my favorite moment, running around the daycare center with you at three years old when your teacher realized you could read and seeing you point to words and say them and spell them out and being so proud of yourself. You know, like art, A-R-T, exit, E-X-I-T, enter, E-N-T-E-R. Um, it was so cute to watch you and the teacher was so excited, you know, running through the daycare center and you're pointing at stuff and she's like, oh my God, did you know he could read? Um, getting books and listening to you read the stories to me I miss those days. As a young man, though, you presented me with the knowledge that I can't measure your level of success by how or even whether or not you travel along the path I laid out for you, but that your success can only be measured by um, whether or not you are traveling along the path you set out for yourself according to the mapped out plan you created, not the one I created. Then as you, as long as you journey on your path, then you will find your success. So I love you, Brandon. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. Our hearts were ringing in the key that our souls were singing as we danced in the night. Remember how the stars stole the night away? You're supposed to uh, hear that, like how Earth, Wind, and Fire sings it, okay? Um, I always say that I worry more now that my children are adults because I have no control over where they go, how late they stay out, or who they hang out with. Um, when they were younger, I had some level of control over those things. Sometimes, um, sometimes our love for our children looks to them like, um, like a smother mother. <laughs> and I know mine feel it. Um, I have smother mother and smother grandmother tendencies. Um, but I'm working on them. I'm trying to back off. I'm not uh, successful all the time, but I am a continuous work in progress. Just know that. Um, my daughter is married and uh, she has three children of her own. And I still worry every day like she is still 16. Um, I don't tell her that. 
I guess maybe sometimes I do, but she definitely going to find out now if she's listening. <laughs> oh, well, uh, my youngest son lives on his own and I worry about his safety all the time in his comings and goings around the world. I just, I worry like, did he get home safe from where he was going when he was hanging out with his friends? And, you know, is he eating enough? Um, and my middle child, who is my oldest son, and he lives with me, he and I live together. That doesn't stop me from worrying about him. Um <laughs> That's a no. I still worry about him um, when he is out with his friends or going to work and coming home from work. I worry. Um, I have been known to worry so much to the point where I was about to get in my car and go looking for him because I was calling and calling and he didn't answer the phone and it was late at night and he should have been home. And and it's ridiculous. Like, Stop. But, you know, that's what smother mothers do sometimes. Um, anyway, uh, if I call either of them and they don't answer, I immediately go to the worst case scenario. I try not to, but I can't help it. Um, because why wouldn't they answer the phone from mom? Why wouldn't they answer a phone call from me? Um, apparently, I think I'm that important. And maybe they didn't answer the phone because they were eating or sleeping or, I don't know, working or with friends or on a date or at the movies or at the store, you know, life stuff. And um, I don't know, but as a mother, if they don't answer the phone, what do we think, moms? Let's all say it together. They must be dead on the side of the road. Um, or somebody kidnapped them. Oh my God. It's because we are not there, children. It's because we are used to being with you everywhere you go. And when you grow up and we're not there, we have no control of these thoughts that come into our head when we don't hear from you. And my children will say, well, you don't always answer the phone when we call you. Mm, sorry. Um, when they are sick, I worry. Um, my sons and I had COVID together at my apartment over Christmas in 2020. And while there were some crazy annoying moments each of us had with the other, um, at the end of the day, I was very thankful that if we were going to have COVID, that we had it together. Like I said, me and my oldest son lived together. So us having COVID together would have been normal and we could look out for each other. But um, if my youngest was in his apartment alone with COVID, I know for a fact I would have been that mother sleeping in the hallway outside his apartment door, making sure he was OK. I would have just pitched a tent and everything. And I would have been able to be there at a moment's notice, notice if he needed me. I would have been calling him if I heard him cough. If I heard the tiniest little cough, I would have been on my phone. Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, as it was with us together in my apartment, we texted each other throughout the day from our different resting places and checking in on each other. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Even though they were here with me, um, I was still worried about them and hoping they made it through without having any issues or needing to go to the hospital. It was pretty scary. 
but um, I was very glad when we all started feeling better and and getting better. It was it was much better feeling. It was a much better feeling because I'm telling you, I just kept thinking, God, if my son was at his apartment by himself with COVID, I I just would have lost it. Like I said, I would have been pitched in a tent outside his door. Nobody would have been able to move me. Call the police. I'm not going nowhere. But um, I worry about them when they travel, like when my daughter and her family travel or my sons travel. I'm like, uh, I tell them to call me when they get to this point and call me when they get to that point and call me when they get to their final destination. And I text them and check on them frequently. I'm sure it's probably a bit annoying. It's that whole smother mother. When my uh, daughter was pregnant with her second child, I had planned to be there for the birth because, I mean, I was there for the birth of my, my first grandson. But when she was pregnant with the second one, I had planned on being there for the birth. But then Hurricane Irma was coming to town right before the baby was due. And before the date of my original travel, child, I moved up my trip and I headed out. And some people thought I was crazy. They were like, you need to stay home. Why are you going out there? And some other people understood and they wished us well and uh, they wished uh, for us to be safe. And when I got there, people were like, grab your child and leave. And I'm like, nope, she don't want to leave. We're going to ride out this hurricane. And there was no way that I was not going to be there with my pregnant daughter and her family during a hurricane. Um I got to town two days before Irma made landfall in Florida. We rode out the storm together in their home and all was well and there was no damage to us or their property. And the baby came nine days later. But it was, honey, it was, it had its scary moments for me. But uh, I put on my brave face and we rode it out. So, yeah, I am not afraid of a hurricane now. And, uh, but I mean, it was my child. I was going. If I had to walk there, I was going. And um, speaking of my grandloves and their births, um, I have enjoyed being there for the birth of all of them. Um, I got to be there when my first grandson was born, and I got to actually be there when the second one was born, too. And when I say be there, I mean like, in the room watching the delivery and it was very beautiful to see and to see the strength of my daughter you know bring those babies uh out and the strength of her and her husband together working as a team to to birth those babies it was awesome to watch i loved it and they made it look so so easy they worked well together with the birth of those babies And due to COVID, though, I wasn't able to be at the actual birth of my granddaughter. um, But I got to bond with her for two weeks after she was born because I was still there at the house. So I got to be there with the boys at the house while she gave birth to my um, grandlove, my granddaughter. But it has been wonderful to spend time with my grandloves, playing games with them and talking to them on the phone and video chatting with them. They are growing so fast. Um, My heart was full when my oldest grandson learned to read and he read a book to me. And that was so cool to witness that. 
I love, 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 love it. Uh, I can't wait until his uh, brother and his sister are able to read as well. I love seeing children read. And maybe it's probably because reading is one of my favorite pastimes. When I was a child, that was how I escaped was in a good book. And I used to be in a book club when I was a kid. And um, before my um, first grandson was born, I um, I uh, put him in a book club as well. And so books were being delivered before he was even born. And at some point we had to stop because it was getting ridiculous. But um, he's got quite a lot of books and him and his brothers and his sister will have lots of books to read um, throughout their little childhood. And I can't wait when they can read those books for me, read those books to me. It's just some of the best times, you know. Um, some of the best times with my own children were the times we shared books. Um, I would read a book and pass it along to one of them. And it was great to hear what they thought about the book after they got done reading it. And if one of the other children wanted to read it, then they'd pass it on to them. It was like having our own little uh, book club. It was cute. Um, something I want to share with you guys that I don't think a lot of people know or think about. So most people don't think about this, but when you are pregnant with your daughter, you are also carrying your future grandchildren as well. How? Because when a little baby girl is born, she is born with all of her eggs inside her uh, little ovaries, millions of eggs. So when you carry that baby girl, um, you carry those eggs that someday become your future grandchildren. Mind blowing. Think about it. Anyway, um, enjoy your children. Enjoy your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, and the mothering you do um, for all of them. And enjoy your Mother's Day, um, whether you do a whole lot or you do nothing and just chill and drink a mimosa, honey. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your special day. Bye. Thank you guys for joining me. Be sure that you like, subscribe, and rate the episode. 